This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Chris, I, I, you know, I think we'll start off with a, a little hockey. I know, um, you know, not maybe, maybe not everyone's a hockey fan, but I think I should mention, Chris, that the Rangers that are advancing to the second round, my Rangers, are whoa, three whoa, whoa, and time out. Time out. Time out. The Rangers won that last series. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a conspiracy theory against them. With the refs oh, that's you can't pay and the league and Sidney Crosby and who else? Anybody else? You can't pay Maybe attention. Maybe Mario Lemieux. You that can't. the league insisted on the Penguins winning, um, and somehow or another the Rangers beat the Penguins uh, in spite of the referees. Uh, how ironic was it too that they got a power play in a Game Seven overtime from a fan base that was crying for seven days, seven games about the refs and the NHL and Crosby and oh my God, and they somehow got a power play. Interesting in game seven of an overtime. Resilience, I would say. A lot of resilience. <laughs> so, first off, Chris is referring to a text probably that I sent last week. Oh, where, you're where not I, just you, dude. Yeah, but, but I, I sent a text oh, saying, God. you know, it's no, clear first that the, period of the first game or something about the refs. The it's NHL clear that the NHL, the, and, the NHL yeah. wants Sidney Crosby to yeah, win. Yeah, it was clear, right. Mm. So, it was 2 nothing. Rangers were up 2 nothing. Crosby starts his usual act. Where he starts chirping, all of a sudden four power plays to one in game one. Uh, a BS call on Kako, who got thrown into the goal. Anyway, oh, so that aside, Chris, which I mm. I get it. Um, little, oh my god, it, it was a little, I guess, um, one of those oh. things where I kind of need to settle down a bit and you know probably think before I text. But oh, that's how I felt at the Mel time. Mel Gibson movie about conspiracy theories. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's how I felt at the I'm time. About just going out and out playing them. That, that would help, you know. And that's what they basically, you know, even on, yeah, whatever. But so, they, they move on to Carolina. So more importantly, which I don't feel good about, Brian Dable uh, was at yeah. all was at three of the the victories at the Garden. Well, this the, is the connection we're, we're going to make here to the Giants. That yeah, Brian Dable. But I guess. Kayvon Thibodeau was 1-0 at the Garden. Yes. He was there at Game 7. Yeah. So the Giants brought some good luck um, to the Rangers. I mean, Dable enjoyed uh, – he actually talked to us last week at the rookie camp, and, he, you know, he, he was hoping to go to that Game 7, and he, and he loved the experience of being at the Garden, and that, which is – listen, the Garden's electrifying. It, you know, you, you have – even though there's 19,000 conspiracy theorists there, it's, it's electrifying. I would say play off anything at the Garden. Next, oh, it's just, Rangers. You know, so if anybody's never – you know, I mean, people who go to Rangy games in the playoffs know what I'm talking about. People have never been to the Garden uh, doing a Rangy or Nick game in the playoffs. It's just, this, it's second to none. I'm telling you, folks, it's second to none. So, Dable really enjoyed the experience. We saw him last week, and he was saying he was hoping to go to game seven. He did go, and um, he obviously bought some, I think he was there by himself, but he bought some luck to the Rangers. So. Yes, he did, and uh, I'm, I'm happy about it. And I, I think... Uh, you know, Tuck is, a, I think, a season ticket holder. But, Chris, um, all right, we'll go back to the jump. Yeah, Tuck, Tuck's always there. Yeah. yeah, Tuck's always there. But more importantly uh, for our podcast, uh, rookie camp. You were yeah. in attendance. You know, I see video of, of Thibodeau doing drills. It's hard to get excited um, about things like that. But you did get a chance to look at the rookies. I just wanted to get your, you know, your take on the experience and, and maybe yeah. – 
shed some light on what the hell you're looking for, dude, because I don't know what to look for. I, I yeah, I see yeah. the videos. I'm like, okay, it looks like a good drill. <laughs> yeah. So, look, a couple observations. Evan Neal's even bigger in person. Okay, he's nice. a mountain of he's a mountain of a man. Holy yeah. crap, Jerry's he big? Yeah. Um, I hate to say it, but uh, Wandell Wandell Robinson's even smaller <laughs> than I anticipated in person. Uh, built solid, but not a big kid at all. But man, is he quick! Uh, you saw him running some routes, and he's returning some punts. And um, look, Jerry, he, he he's a small kid. And is it concerning? When I first saw him in front of me, I um, I was look, I, I was I was like, oh, this kid, he is quick, he's fast, he's got. But man, is he small, you know? Uh, and you just think about the Shep thing, you know, the concussions and the injuries, and and you, it, it worries you. It does. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I looked at the kid's size and I said, man, you know, I. Coming from the slot, some sometimes physical corners in this league, you know, a lot of physical corners. You, you kind of hope he stays out of that injury yeah. column, Jerry, um, because he's not a big kid, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's built solid, lower half, all that. Don't get me wrong, like Shep, but he's just not a big kid. Yeah. So we hope, you know, the, you know, you hope that kind of works out. But a lot of everything you that they talked about, what Robinson, Dave Cyberson talked about, Rick talked about, Sevatel. You read about, you saw on TV. Of course, you don't get get a real feel till you see him up close. Um, it's true, Jerry. He's not a big kid. I don't know where the hell the five eleven listed at at UK listed him at. It was like, oh my god, you know. Does he's he even look? Does he five eight? Does he even look shorter than he 5'8"? looks shorter? He even looks like five seven, Jerry. To be honest, wow. Okay. You know, so but that's it is what it is. Yeah. The kid's also a dynamic talent, you know. But the, the, look, the size concern me. No question about it. Uh, Thibodeau. Um, He's got, you know, look, you see the way he moves, Jerry. He's got that Ozzy Uenura feel about him, you know, yeah. off that edge. Yeah. Um, which is always good. Uh, and, and I was pretty impressed with Ballinger, Jerry. He's a big, solid kid. Yeah. Looks like, you know, he's, you know, of course, he's just shorts on and passes and all that. And, and um, you know, but I like the way, he, you know, he was doing things. And, and uh, you know, he had a pretty good OTA, I think, uh, what's today, Tuesday? He had a pretty good OTA yesterday. Yeah. Um, so he's been he's been flashing. And look, the kid we talked about, the kid from Florida State, the undrafted running back, Corbin. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked good. To, you know, looked good at the rookie camp. You know, you know the way he was moving and stuff. And then the next day, Brian Dable kind of, you know, points him out and says, "Hey, you know, this guy. If anybody stood out a little bit, it was Deshaun, you know, Corbin, the running back. You know, yeah, he hurt. He hurt the Irish this year, right? Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's uh, you know the one, the one in the Giant Insider last issue where I said, I, "Hey, I, in my opinion, I think Shane got a steal here." You yeah. know, uh, uh, you know, talking to some people at the facility, and I, you know, they thought this kid was going to get drafted, like some other, like the Yusef Corkett kid. A lot of people felt he was going to get drafted, but you know how this works. Yeah, you don't sure. know how a draft's going to work. Yep. Sometimes kids get drafted. We like what? This kid, fifth round yeah. pick, he shouldn't yeah. have been drafted. And then you got other kids, right, who are signed as undrafted free agents, and you say, how the hell did this kid not get drafted? Sure. And right off the bat, Yusef Cork is having a pretty good off season, uh, nice off season. The first few practices he's at, Corbin's had a first nice few practices he's at. But you know, Thursday Jerry is a, is another OTA where the media has access to where the veterans and the rookies. You know, uh, are together now, and you right. get, and you're gonna get a better feel for them. Um, so, uh, any other guys? You know, I'm trying to think. Uh, like I said, Neil is bigger in person. He moves, dude, and he yeah. can move, Jerry. You yeah. know, he can move, man. Um, and Bellinger, I like. You know, we talked about 
What about a uh, flop? How do you, they look, they look oh, as skinny, right. as, skinny thank, as thank advertised. You for, thank you for bringing him up, Jerry, because flop uh, is not a big kid, dude. He's not a big kid, you know. Uh, but he said he wants to add another. He wants to add like around ten pounds, five to ten pounds, to his frame, and because mm. he's a physical kid, that's the way he plays, you know. Um, but he's not a big kid. Uh, but he's physical, you know. Listen, listen, you know, he, he played pretty well for LSU and. And uh, I, I, would, I hope he does, Jerry. I hope he does gain. Yeah, like to me, that pounds. sounds like a 2023 type of thing. Adding 10 pounds to a corner that weighs about yeah. 170, 175 mm-hmm. or so. I don't, yeah. You know, like that just seems like it's more of a project. That, and that's fine if it is, uh, you know. But seems like a year away. I don't know. We'll see, dude. I mean, listen, he, you know, he's not a big kid, but he plays physical. And he's going to compete, Jerry. They, look, we all know after Bradbury – that position opposite of Dory is going to be a competition in camp. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be a competition in camp. And it's going to be, you know, a lot of guys are going to get a look. And, you know, uh, you know he's going to get a look at slides and on the outside. So it, it, it's it's all about competition. And he's going to be right in that mix, yeah. Jerry. Uh, you know, the competition for that, for one of those corner spots, bro. You know, uh, you know so, and get playing time in the slot, outside, all that stuff. So, um but look, I'll, yeah, look. There's so many. The kid, this kid, Flot, is a workaholic. Uh, first one of those, first one in, last one out, kids. Sure. You know, people in LSU raved about him. You know, yeah. raved about him. Guys who played against him raved about him. Um, now it's just a matter of going out there. But you know, you're asking what what I saw. And I, you know, he's just he's not a big kid. He, he's not, and he could add a few pounds. And I'm um, like you said, Jerry. I hope he does. You know, and he's gonna have. Uh, these OTAs, Jerry, then, you know, you get that month and a half off until you hit training camp after the mandatory camp, you know, and, and then hopefully it gains a few pounds and, you know, I expect him to be out there competing, Jerry. Even now, Jerry, at his frame right now, I expect him out there in training camp competing for a job. You know what I mean? It's not like we have a bunch of established corners, Jerry. We say, sure. okay, 2023 and all that. Right. No. Right. You got one, a Dory Jackson, then you got a bunch of, you know, competition Yeah. Uh, on the other side, you know, so. Davidson, a big boy? Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's a big boy. You know, he's a big boy. He's gonna be a big boy up in that middle. Yeah. Uh, you know, Micah McFadden, like the way he moved, Jerry. You know, he's a kid that's gonna be competing. Yeah. You know, uh, he's a downhill kid, man. A kid can blitz. You know, uh, like him. Look, one of the knocks on him, I should say, uh, knocks if you want to call it that, is like a million other kids that come out of college. Even with the kid from Wisconsin, who I liked, um, when it was drafted by the uh, Chiefs, Jerry. Um, Remember Wisconsin, uh, Jerry, I said second, uh, what was his name? Oh, my God. I'm so bad with names. Sorry. Um, anyway, another a knock on him downhill. Can't really cover. Oh, he's not really good in cover, you know. Yeah. That's a knock on McFadden, you know. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll, that will be seen. But oh, uh, Chanel. Uh, what? Uh, oh, you look. Thank you, thank you for that. I had to. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah Leo, uh, Leo Chanel, uh, Chanel, yeah. right? Chanel, yeah. right? That. Thank you. I couldn't. Man, I'm bad with names. So, um, he like that. Same thing. Knock. Oh, you can't back. You can't play back. on my back. You can't play in space. You know. Right. Uh, that's the thing with McFadden. That, you know. Please stop. We'll see when they start getting on the field. Yeah, you said something before about you know why do guys become undrafted free agents? Why do they get picked? Interesting that. A lot of draft analysts seem to be higher on Beavers than McFadden. Like, we got kind of a steal there. I mean, again, dude, it's only rookie camp. I'm not expecting you to say, like, oh, man, he looks like Banks. But um, (laughs) you see anything with him? 
Uh, no, just that yeah. they, you know, yeah. look, just watching him in drills, and, and he did a little seven, you know, a little seven and seven, and he seemed to move well. But you know what, Jerry? Next podcast, a little, a little better feel because, you know, the veterans will be out there. They'll, cool. They'll be doing 11s. They'll be doing sevens, you know? Yeah. And and you can get this, get a feel a little bit more. But one, one thing I, I do want to bring up, um, listen, we all know how bad the Giants' red zone offense has been, mm. Okay. The last few years. They've been 31st, 32nd, always huffing around that, right? Yep. So the first OTA now, Monday, yesterday, with the you know, with the with the rookies now with the vets and all that, Mike Kafka and Brian Dable really emphasize that red zone. They really emphasize that red zone. So that's gonna be the focal point, man. I mean, as it should be. And they're emphasizing big time Saquon Barkley. Okay. Um as they should, Jerry, because let's face it, that is something that needs to be fixed. Uh, it was a disaster under Jason Garrett and Freddie Kitchens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this is going to be that. This is going to be Brian da- well, among you know amongst many, but this is going to be one of Brian Dable, Mike Kafka's main challenges, Jerry. Is that when they get in that twenty yard line, or they get in that high red inside the ten, hey, you got to get it in the end zone, Jerry, to win football games, you know. Um, and they really working that out already. I expect to see a ton of that this summer. Well, they got to get that right, dude. And, of course, what helps getting it right is a healthy Saquon Barkley. And yesterday they were throwing again out of the, you know, out of the backfield to Saquon inside that tent. You know, uh, a lot of short. They're using Bellinger, the big kid, you know, inside the tent. Darius Slick. So, you know, that's something has to get fixed, Jerry. Brian Dable's offense last year up in Buffalo was seventh in the league in red zone offense. Seventh. Now, I understand Josh Allen. I understand, you know, the digs. I understand the talent and all that. But still, you got to scheme right. you got, you got to execute an end. You know, Mike Kafka comes from a program, Jerry, that we all know, right? Andy yeah. Reid and his red zone offense. It seems like every time they're in the red, they score a touchdown, right? Yeah. I mean, with Andy yeah. Reid. You know, um, so I think... That is going to be so huge to this offense. Dable, Kafka, working together, Jerry, and what they come up with to you know to get that three out of there and put sevens on a board come September. You know, if they improve the red zone offense to at least yeah. respectability, I mean, oh. it'll be su- it'll be such a a relief for Giant fans. It, it's funny, Chris, because one of the biggest challenges they're going to have. I don't even think it's a big challenge. I think what I'm, I should say, let me, let me word it this way. I think the biggest impact they will have on this offense is utilizing Kenny Galladay more appropriately. And a lot of that's going to be in the red zone. I really do. I, don't, I yeah. haven't given up on Galladay. I know a lot of people have. Yeah, I, think he can, I think he can have a, a, a very good year for us. And I think a lot of that can be in the red zone. He's a big receiver. So, look, and not to go all the way back, but even under Coughlin, for as good as the giant offense was, it wasn't a great red zone offense, if you remember. It almost yeah. like it was <laughs> almost like guys back up to the forty so we can throw a bomb to Cruz, yeah. Knicks, or Manningham. Like don't <laughs> we don't like inside the twenty? You got to do more than just call it the green zone, right? And that's what they they yeah. kind of did. That's so it will be right. very nice to see, you know, any imagination, uh, even just a fade route, you know, a corner route, anything uh, yeah. with tight ends, Jerry. Tight ends, right? Sure, yes. You know, yeah. and of course twenty six, right? Sequel, right. You know. And look, I, I understand there's nowhere to go but up because right. they you know they've been on the bottom. But I'm you know I, I just you know you want to see it improve up to the 20s. You know what I mean? Like 21st, 28, 19, 18, not not 30, 31, 32. Right. 
Right. You know, that, that's right. what I'm talking about. And I think it will under these two guys, you know. Uh, I, I, I think it will. And these two guys have established, you know, I know Kafka was a quarterback coach, but he did learn yeah. under Biennemi and Andy Reid, who's sure. one of the best. Yep. And Dable was calling the show, you know, calling the offense in Buffalo, and he's had successful red zone. So that's something, Jerry, I mean, that's got to be a positive going into this season, training camp, all that, that you expect that red zone offense. And I'm, I'm pretty anxious to see Thursday, Jerry, if they do a lot of red zone in front of us and what exactly they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? What yeah. exactly they're doing in the red zone. Right. You know, so uh, to me, like, I know it's still a little early, training camp's a couple months away, but Jerry, that's one thing I'm going to be watching very closely. This training camp is exactly how they're scheming up um, red zone. You know what I mean? And what exactly what they're doing. If and I you, think Saquon, Jerry, is going to be a huge part of that, man. Yeah, and, and look, man, if Saquon's healthy, right, and this is where I become kind of a buffoon, right? I, I look at Saquon, I look at an underused Galladay, I look at a whole new offense, I look at a new right tackle, an improved, at least on paper, offensive line, Daniel Jones behind it, a healthier Shepard, an engaged Kadarius Tony. Chris, what am I missing here that, to think that we can't function, right? Like, nothing, am nothing. I immediately, like, I'm looking at this like, all right, I'm not saying 14 wins, but I think competitive. I, no? Well, what do you mean? Uh, Win-loss record? Or no, like red offensively, zone? we won't embarrass ourselves offensively. Yeah, sure, bro. I mean, that's what you're looking for. That's that's what you expect, right? Right. I mean, I mean, do you remember last year, Jerry, was it in Washington? Where they were in the red zone and Galladay was off the field and Galladay yes, was on the yes, sideline. Was, was it Galladay yep. and yes. um, somebody else was on the sideline? Was it, it was Ingram? Garrett, Ingram? Well, it was it was Galladay and Garrett, and Jones was kind of not pulling him away, but getting in the middle a little bit. No, 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 Jerry. But actually on the field. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Galladay yes. was on the sideline. I think I think Evan Ingram was on the sideline, yes. if I remember right. And people yep. were like, "What the hell are these guys doing on the sideline?" Remember? Right. Right. Uh, uh, so that's, you know, little things like that. It's like, well, you don't expect to see that with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. Right. You know, Galladay's one of their weapons. So when they get inside the 20 and the kid's six, uh, Galladay's six, five, whatever the hell he is. Yeah, I think we're going to want him on the field. Right. I mean, right. I remember last year, I think it was the Washington game. It was Galladay the Washington missed. game. That's it. And yep. I remember everybody was like, well, what the hell's he doing on the sideline? You know? Um, yeah. So, you know, that's something... I don't think you're going to see this year. You know, you know, they got, like you said, Jerry, you, they got the weapons, dude. Yeah. You know, uh, you, the offensive line, hopefully will be improved, you know, and so let's get that red zone going. And, and I think they're in good hands here with Dable and Kafka uh, as far as scheme wise, you know, the different schemes they're going to come up with. And don't forget, you got Daniel's legs too, Jerry. Right. You know, Josh Allen was a weapon. Right. And that red Josh Allen was a weapon. He could take off. Daniel Jones could take off too, man. You know, so who was the tall? I'm trying to think, think of this. Who was the tall receiver we had? And I think it was the Atlanta game where we just kept throwing to him, and it was like, "What the hell is this?" And it was because Colin they, Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's who it Colin was. Johnson? And it was we were utilizing him, and I thought, okay, good for Johnson, but why would? Well, that's how the <laughs> matchup played itself out. Like, yeah. that's that's what I mean by the overthinking. Um, <laughs> So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, I think. Uh, and I, you look at, you know, a healthy Barkley, and, and and obviously we don't know what the future holds for him. We think we know what the future holds. He's gonna have to have three thousand yards to return here. But uh, it's gonna be fun watching him, I think, with with some imagination and an improved line. 
And I don't care how many times you tell me about Will Rout, I'll, I'll still believe you. Uh, you know, I can be the Lucy to your Charlie Brown, or the, the Charlie Brown to your Lucy, you pull the ball out, oh, no Will Routes today. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I think it's going to be fun. So, Speaking of Will Routes, and speaking of little flat routes, um, yeah, I put out something on Twitter the other day. So I'm watching this guy with a white shirt on and sunglasses throwing footballs, throwing yeah, balls. That was funny. To the running backs. And, and I was like, I'm looking, right, Jay? I'm like, nah, that can't be. That looks like Joe Shane, you know? Yeah. And I moved over. I moved over. And there's Joe Shane, the former Indiana quarterback, throwing balls. And boy, I was not impressed, Jerry. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's Joe. Crazy. What are you doing? You know. So then he, I was like, "This is all tongue in cheek, folks." You know, I'm like missing guys, not leading guys out of the backfield. Then he was throwing some seam routes, some tight spirals behind the receivers. But Joe Shane, not good, Joe. Uh, you know, I wasn't impressed, Jerry, at all with his quarterback skills. Um, yeah, I can't, I'm looking forward to watching Daniel Thursday and Davis <laughs> Webb and. Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor throwing balls and get Shane the hell off the field. I don't want to see him out there again, Jerry. I was disgusted with LGM. Disgusted. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was kind of cool to see, but at the same time, it's like, hey, Joe, just keep with the analyzing, keep with the, the cap and the drafting <laughs> and the trades and the free agent acquisitions, buddy. Do not it, quit your day job, Joe. Jerry, it was strange because they only have one quarterback on the field. Yeah. And, you know, and that was uh, Lewerke, you know, and, and – even a couple of guys I was with, they were like, well, usually, you know, with these rookie camps, you, Jerry, they could grab, like, say you walk by, hey, Foley, can you throw? Come on out of here, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And they get guys from Montclair State. They get guys, you know, they, they call up this guy, listen, come tomorrow. We need some arms to throw. They only had one, which was a little different. This was a, this was a, it was a little different watching that. Yeah. And then Shane started throwing some balls, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I ordered the, the hook. Get him out of there. You know, get him out of there, Shane. You know, get him. Uh, but no, no, he held his own, Joe. But it was, it was, it was, very, very interesting to watch it. I'm like, everybody was like, looking like, is that Shane? You know? <laughs> uh, so, look, he's a, he was enjoying himself. Um, hey, Jerry, uh, these two guys like to communicate with these players, to communicate with everybody in the building. Uh, I, I've mentioned this before, dude. They don't, this doesn't win football games, but all I'm telling you is that these two guys are loved by people in that building, bro. Loved. And they treat everybody with respect, very humble guys. And Good to hear that. Uh, uh, look, it's all part of the process. It's all part of building. That doesn't, you know, make you win games September. We all know that. But uh, it's, all, it's good to hear, Jerry. Put it yeah. that way. Uh, because, you know, like I mentioned before, and I'm not going to get into it too much, you know, it got a little tense around the building with Judge. Yeah. You know, the last, you know, last year and anything like that. So uh, it was good. it's good to hear, you know. Speaking of Love Fest, um, Thibodeau handled himself really well with the media, no? He absolutely did. Absolutely. He's saying I mean, all the right things, dude. I, I mean, this and was a know, guy with a. We had a. It's funny. This guy has a personality issue. Like, yeah. I, okay. So he gave a, a, an incredible sum of money to get number five. Right. Right. To, to Gano, who's now nine. And I will say this: if he starts missing, I'm blaming the number. But anyway, blame, blame as a kicker, I oh, don't. You're gonna hear that, dude. Oh, man, I he wouldn't change that first a kick. Thing. September. Yep. I would tell Thibodeau as a kicker if I was the kicker of the Giants, and he said. I'll give you this much for your charity. I'd say, listen, I will give you anything except my number. I, I mean, what do you want? My house? Like, especially if the success Gano has. But anyway, hopefully 
that's just my thinking. But um, <laughs> anyway, Jerry, he misses that first field goal <sighs> in the first game. Believe me, a lot of people are going to be thinking that. First thing, give it back to five. Right, you know? give it back, Thibodeau. You'll get sacks with nine. I mean, um, what it could was it was last season. He broke the record, right? Get yeah. over the Giants, right? Oh so. my God, yes. <laughs> so, so but look, anyway. Jerry, getting back to Thibodeau. Thibodeau, yeah. like you, uh, Thibodeau. I'm sorry, Thibodeau. Like you said, um, yeah. Listen, he's just he's an engaging guy, man. He's an engaging yeah. young man. He's a, he's a, the way he speaks, like he was great. You had to hear him, man. I'm like, wait a minute. This is the guy that you know that people are saying, oh well, you know, a little afraid. He's very confident, Jerry. The best part is that. You know, I've heard that the kid's very confident in himself. But you know what, man? You know, standing in front of him, I, I, you know, I asked him the first question, you know, how was it to get out there? And he, he looks at you, he's engaging. And, and, and nothing like, well, you know, I expect this. I knew I was going to go out there. I probably could kick anybody's butt, but I saw him. T- I, I don't, you know, I, I, I just thought it was, it was great. I, I thought he was great, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think he's, he's going to be a great guy to cover all year. Uh, he, you could tell he's very engaging, and you could tell he's gonna he's gonna probably say what he feels. You know, he's yeah. not gonna give the standard answers. You know, yeah, you know, I think he's gonna be one of those guys. You know, they lose a game, and they, uh, hey, Tibbs, you know what? You know what happened out there? I'll tell you what happened. I sucked. You know, he's one of those yeah. guys. You know, yeah, I didn't do my job. You know, and listen, he's one of. Um, I, I, I was very impressed, Jerry. Very yeah. impressed. I know we have a long way to go. Part, you know, we're gonna see him, uh, but just a. Man, I, you know, just the the way he was talking, it was like, wow, just so impressive, man. I, you know, and I've always said you I don't tell mind. He loves it, man. Yeah, like it, it's funny, dude. I, I I look at defensive players, especially like like a defensive end, linebacker, corner <clears throat> guy who chirps a bit. I, I kind of want that on my defense. And right. and I know it's, it's more I'm talking about he's with the media, but the the confidence you kind of need to ooze confidence at that level. I'd rather have that. At that, those positions, than my quarterback, I, you know, I, I like the the Eli Manning and and for look, Daniel Jones, he's, he's flaws aside, I, I like the way he handles the media. He's very humble, but uh, I don't mind that attitude, man. I kind of I kind of relish that. I want that. Um, and I watched him w- with you guys. I thought he handled himself so well, and he didn't come off cocky at all. He just came off, you know, confident, but also a lot of things he said about you know the being around the organization, like it's a dream come true for him. And oh man, you know, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to hear that? He so, was like, you know, Jerry, there was one question. He just, you know, he put his arms out. He's like, look, MetLife Stadium. Right. Giants facility, whatever he said. Oh, Giants. Yeah. Uh, he goes, well, what's better than that? He goes like that. He goes, this yeah. is my dream come true. This is great. Yeah. And you know what, Jerry? I can look at people and say, oh, this kid's so full of crap. He's just saying to stand there. Oh, you go. Dude, he was 100% mental. Man. You could just tell the way he yeah. was talking. He loves yeah. it. He lo- Jerry, he loves. You could see this kid just loves being in New York, dude, in New Jersey. He loves it. Yeah, you know he he's taking the Ranger game in. He's taking the whole experience in. Yeah. You know he's tweeting, "Let's go Rangers!" And, and what I think, what he, I think he threw something out after the game too. We we won or whatever, whatever it was, and he's just taking it all in, dude. Uh, you yeah. know he loves it, bro. He he loves it. Uh, yeah, Jerry, can you ask for more? Of course he has to do it on the field. We know that, but sure. Hey, this kid looks like he is taking in the whole experience and more. He just wants to be part of this, bro. You know so. <laughs> Anything good sign, else? Giants fans. I'm telling you, good sign with this kid. Anything else stand out um, with the rookies? Like no, anyone else uh, at the podium or Brian, the Dave, Brian Dable asked a few guys if you could punt. He said, <laughs> you, think, you know, he asked a few of us, you think you could actually punt 30 yards on the field? And and one guy actually said, yeah, and Dable didn't take, he looked at him, didn't take him up on it. I, it's understandable. Um And he had fun with that. Anybody want to throw? You know, Dable is engaging, dude. He's an engaging character you know um, yeah 
he likes that you know he's a very down earth dude man uh, i was thinking about jumping out there trying to pin one inside the five jerry but i said let's let me not make a fool out of myself i'll stay over here there goes the hamstring yeah there goes everything quad <laughs> hamstring the rest of the golf season everything so uh yeah yeah i decided to to stay on the sideline like a buffoon that I am and not be an idiot and actually go out there. Because I had a – Jerry, it was one of those things where you had a feeling that after practice, if you said, hey, coach, give me a shot, I could, he'd be like, okay, get me after practice. I'm telling you, he's one of those type guys, you know, like that. Yeah. fun. He wants to have fun, dude. You know, he wants to engage with the media, um, you know. And um, and that's the, way, that's the way Dable seems, man. He's just a fun – you know, you, you saw him at the Ranger game, dude. He was into it, you know, you know what I mean, Jerry? He's, yeah. You know, he, he loves it, man. He loves it. He loves his players. He talks about all these guys, you know. So, and, and Shane's a young guy. You know, let's not forget, Gettleman was, what, 69, 68, older yeah. guy. This kid, Shane looks, he's 42, 40. looks like he's yeah. 30, you know. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, uh, just, you know, so uh, I think a lot of I think a lot of fans are really looking forward to the season, Jerry. And I think most fans are going into the season like, okay, we're not going to the playoffs. I, we get it, right? Mm-hmm. This is the way. This is the feeling I get. We're not, you know, we're not going to go to the playoffs, but we expect a lot of progress. We expect the foundation built here with this draft, and Joe Shane's going to knock it out of the next draft, and boom, twenty twenty three on, we're rolling. I think that's the feeling of the Giants fan base right now. That's that's the sense I get, Jerry. I don't know about you. That's the sense I get. It's so fun. I'm laughing here, dude, because all right, just I'll, I'll, this is the this is the way I look at the Giants, and this is the way I look at the other sports, right? I don't expect the Rangers to win this next series. I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to do superstition thing. I, I don't right. think they'll beat the Carolina Hurricanes. I just don't. Right. It's so hard for me to admit that the Giants are a seven-win team or a six-win team. It just, like, it just is. And I, I, I know that's being a buffoon, but I just look at this What do you mean? Team. They're going to be less? No. Or more? I think they could be more. Uh, oh, could be more. Okay. I think they could be more. I know where you're going with that. Okay. I just don't want to concede it like... I just, like, looking at the offense, looking at the improvements they've made, a whole new system, I looked at the schedule. Now, I, Chris, I, I understand it is the dumbest. It's even dumber than mock drafts when you look at a schedule and go, <laughs> loss, loss, win, win, loss, 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 win, 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 win. A la Mike Francesa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. It's, it's ridiculous, right? Right, right. But if you're looking at it now based on last year and then the additions they've made and you're just getting a feel for it, I, I, there's no other week I'd rather play the Tennessee Titans than week one. Right. And I look at the rest of them and I go, I, I don't know, man. Is nine wins that absurd from this? I'm not saying playoffs, but nine and eight? I, I don't know, Chris. Whatever. I, and we'll get there, guys. We'll get there. We have all summer to argue and debate. And But it's just so much harder for me with the Giants to say, yeah, it looks like a six-win team. And I, I try to be honest about it, but I honestly – look at this and say, I don't know, the additions we've made, if, the, if things fall the right way, I could see nine wins. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, well, look. Uh, whatever. Look, look. <laughs> like you said, Jerry, that's something to debate down the road. Um, I, I don't think that's idiotic to say that. You know, um, we'll have to see how these kids play. You yeah. Know? You have to see, you know, how they look in camp. And, of course, when the season starts, dude, you, yeah. know, you have to see. But I totally get what you're saying, bro. I, I totally get what you're saying. And like you said, you know, Tennessee's a better football team. They were number one seed last year, right? Yeah. Uh, but if anybody forgets, you know, like like what Jerry's saying, I think what Jerry's saying is that, you know, when you get a really good squad like this as a better team, you want to get them week one because you don't know what the hell you're going to get. Right, right. Uh, and they don't know us. And if anybody forgets, Arizona went into Tennessee last year and smoked them opening right. day. Smoked right. 
Right. That's what Jerry said. I'm not saying the Giants are going to smoke, but that's, I think that's what you get now, right? And, like, and they, don't, they don't know us. We have a whole new coaching staff, a whole new right. everything. You know, so, you know, that, I think that's what you're saying, right? And Jerry, the like, you want to get like that. So, yeah, you know, right. then, uh, then what, you know, I think what Jerry's saying, too, I think I could speak for me a little bit. You know, you come home against Carolina, and then you got Chicago, and, and you look at it and go, all right, we can get off to a good start here. What do you, you know say? What I mean? the, so, you always say, these aren't the 78 Steelers. Exactly. So. You know what I mean? So, yep. you know, um, we'll have to see on the field. Oh, look, still have to see how Neil plays. Yes. You know, uh, does he struggle year one? We don't know that. You know, you, we don't know until they start getting out there. You know, um, uh, of course, Daniel's a big question mark, but this is all, you know, all questions we could start answering as we go into August and the preseason games, and of course, obviously into September and and all that. I tell you what, Jerry, just not to go too much in the future here, but I am going to go a little bit into the future. Okay, mm-hmm. if the Giants go into Tennessee and just lose a tight game it's like a win lose a tight game yeah i think people will start looking at it well okay we got carolina we got the lions we got these guys we got you know what i mean as hey why can't we win seven eight like you just said you know what i mean right that's you know so that's that's you know that that's but that's all full down the road and it'll be all be fun and, and we'll see you know the progress and look jerry we're gonna see what daniel jones is in this right. offense in Dable's offense, you have to hope Evan Neal plays well his rookie year. Let's, we don't know that yet. Thank dude. you for bringing him up because I, I want to say this before I lose my train of thought again. I lost it twice and you just brought it back. Syverson on the, on the podcast said he c- compares him to Kareem McKenzie. In Syverson's analysis, that was his floor, Kareem McKenzie. I forget who the ceiling was. So I just thought to myself, wow, the floor is Kareem McKenzie. That's a pretty good floor. <laughs> I might cut off like a finger to get Kareem McKenzie back on this team. And we just, you know, if that's the floor, like like you said, that's a pretty good floor yeah. considering the disaster that we've had for 10 years at right tackle. I mean, but Kareem McKenzie was, man, was he underrated, good, right? Holy yeah. crap, was he good at right tackle for the Super Bowl team. And, yeah. Uh, and like you said, Jerry, if that's the floor, we'll take that, brother. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I mean? Sign up now. Success. Oh, but- but, you know, we, we all have to remember the kid's just a rookie. Andrew Thomas struggled big time his rookie year, you know. Right. Especially those first eight games or so, right? He struggled. Uh, so, you know, Evan Neal's over here, and he's just a rookie, and we'll got to see how that works out, you know. Yep. Uh, but it's nice that he has a veteran, though, Jerry, next to him. You know, that's that's big, bro. Huge. That's big. Huge. You know, Gowinski's been through the football wars. He's in the league a while. He'll, you know, he'll learn off Gowinski recognition stunt recognition twist right what they're doing up front you know that's huge to have a veteran next to you bro yep huge you yep. know and then next to mark is going to be probably feliciano another veteran that's going to help mm. you know and now andrew thomas hey guess what jerry andrew thomas not a rookie anymore bro three yeah. years he's like borderline veteran now you know was it four right. years you can start calling guys vets yeah yeah no he's no he's seen he's been through the football wars now and then whoever wins the left guard spot which could be a veteran too in max garcia so got a lot of guys jerry up front for evan neal what i mean by that is you got a lot of veterans that have seen every damn thing on the field and if you don't think that's huge for a rookie because what they do jerry during the week say argument sake first game tennessee and then you're gonna have bud dupree right and you're gonna have harold landry and you and they're gonna do some twists and they got jeffrey simmons and so they look at what Tennessee does, and Gowinski, Jerry, Gowinski, Feliciano, Max Garcia's, 
they're going to point out every damn twist and stunt and everything they like to do to this kid Evan Neal before his first game. And when they get up to the line of scrimmage, the first snap of the game, Jerry. First and 10, Giants on their 25, right? You know what? First and 10, uh, you know. Here we're 25. Know, we know. We know. The ball went out of the end zone. Ball went Wendell out of the end zone. ran it back 50 yards. First and 10. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> okay. We're in midfield. Right? And they come up to the line of scrimmage, dude. And the Titans are showing the look. Mm. They're showing the look. Well, guess what? Gawinski's going to do it. He's going to do something again. He's going to be tall. You know, they're going to be prepared. Dude, veterans are huge, Jerry. Yeah. For a rookie. It's huge for yeah. a rookie next to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to make him pro bowl. I'm just saying because when these kids come from college, Jerry, in their first three, four, five, six games against a professional defensive coordinator, dude, this ain't playing. You ain't, you're not playing freaking, you know, uh, Auburn. Uh, and, and no matter how good they are, right. these schemes at this level, what yeah. they show the looks is a whole different planet, dude. Yeah, right. And these kids, you know, it's like... Hey man, what the hell is this in front of me? It, you know, and it helps right. to have that veteran. That's that's all I'm saying. It will help to have the Felicianos, the Glowinskis, even the Max Garcias, even though he's on the left side and all that stuff. So it's going to be huge, dude, for, for for the progress of Evan Niels. Chris, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hang on, guys. And we're back. So you see Garcia starting off at left guard, right? Yeah, I mean, it's early in the day, but I'm going to go with the veteran right now. Yeah. You know, and then let him lose the job to the third-round pick, you know, Joshua. Yeah. Or Lemieux. Or Shane Lemieux is healthy. You know, he's participating. Yeah. Uh, let, look, uh, am I going to discount Shane Lemieux? No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I just think the veteran's going to win it at first. I don't see anybody unseating him. But Garcia is just a – look, Jerry, I'm not going to bullshit you here. You know, Max Garcia is just an average guard. He's an average guard. He's yeah. a serviceable guard. He's a stopgap. He's a stopgap guard. Is Feliciano is Feliciano slightly above him at center, or is it yeah, same? Yeah, slightly level? above, and he's just you know yeah. he's playing center again, and there's nothing special about Feliciano. He's a veteran, but you know he's another one. You know what I mean? So, um, so I'll, I'll go with the, the veteran Garcia for now and let him lose it in training camp. Uh, you know, either, you know, see how Shane Lemieux looks and the third round pick and all that. So, yep. All right, dude. Uh, before we get to questions, is there anything else you want to cover? No, no, that's it. Man. I, you know, a uh, little OTA Thursday. Because we appreciate the perspective. Were you there? To, so, thank you. Yeah, in all yeah, honesty. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what goes on Thursday, and, and then we'll talk next week about what you know what they're doing and um, what they're doing on the field. You know, getting get a little feel. You know, yeah. these, of what Dable's thinking and what Wink is thinking, and all that. <clears throat> a lot of man, even. Even even the other day in rookie camp, Jerry Wink Mondell got him in man single high man. <laughs> it's amazing, nice. man. You know, I mean that's what you're gonna see, folks. It does. Well, like I said before, Wink's not gonna give a crap who's on the field. He's gonna do his thing. So <laughs> that's a, it's gonna be awesome and maddening at the same time. There's gonna be times where you go, oh no, man, <laughs> why would you do that? But then there's gonna be times where you love it. So yeah, you're gonna have those weak moments where you're gonna be like, oh, why are we in that defense? I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Uh, but that this is his philosophy. He'll do it with anyone, right? Like he'll do yeah. that with any corner. He's going to be aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> it's be almost aggressive. like he comes in and is like, "Guys, this is my defense. You have to give me good corners." <laughs> like the big difference between Graham and Wink is going to be, you know, Graham a lot, a lot of times felt he didn't have the corners. Yeah. Didn't, you know, and he would play that a lot of that cover three. You know. Yeah. 
cover four where wink is like uh what foley's out there you know you know you got jerry foley right out there wink i don't give a shit all right and he's gonna play that tight man cover one you yeah. know and the whole yeah. deal so he'll throw that cover zero you know the whole deal so yeah all right dude we'll start off with derek guys thanks for the questions um again you guys always come through for us so thank you derek at d wins i've been baffled at nyg personnel decisions in recent years we all have do you think this regime is committed to giving young players snaps and developing them, or are we in for another year if he's not ready, especially not as we're projected to be a playoff team? <clears throat> I mean, I, I think we're going to play the young guys, Derek. I don't think there's yeah. going to be any of that, you know, he's not ready BS. Well, Especially look, if, he's not, if the kid's not ready, he's not ready, but they, they're, gonna, they're not going to go in saying, well, you know what, uh, we're going to lean towards the veterans, you know, I know, look at rookie. No, whoever earns it, earns it, brother. That's what the, that's what Dable said from day one. Whoever earns it, earns it. They're going right. to win it on the field. Uh, Chris, do you, do you want Kyle Johnson's question or no? Yeah, good. Well, the Red Sox. Oh, my God. I, I, I know some Yankee fans very chatty now. The same Yankee base. That See, it's an, of, I'm, The it, same it, Yankee base that after two weeks of the season wanted Boone fired. They stink. Cashman's the worst GM in fo- uh, baseball. Yes. Now, everything's great. Oh, I see guys taking shots. Hey, Chris, you're not opening your mouth about the Reds. Okay. So Yankee fans are brutal. I admit it. Ranger oh. fans are bitching. It's a, it oh. almost seems it's a totally different dynamic, it seems. Oh, my God. But the Yankee fans, so this is it. Kyle Johnson, right? He's the classic Go Yankee ahead. fan. Will the Red Sox <laughs> this be, worse? be good? Yeah. Will the Red Sox <laughs> be worse than the Orioles? I'll hang up and smile while listening. <laughs> Kyle, I love you, bro. I love this Kyle. I, I do. I love him. I think he's great. Um, um, Kyle, uh, I think they, the Sox have won five of the last eight. I think they're playing a little bit better. I think they will finish in front of the Orioles. Yes. <laughs> you answered it perfectly. Nice. I think, they will. I think that's it, though, Kyle. I think we're in that fourth spot, and uh, that's where we're going. Yeah, Chris, early on, talk radio was this Yankee team doesn't have it. They're doomed. Oh, dude, they were getting destroyed. Killed. Off season? What kind of off season was Murdered. that? Murdered. Yeah. Best record in baseball now. But oh, all I heard was that. people calling the fan, Yankee fans. Oh, Cashier should be fired. Why has he still got a job? This and that. They didn't yeah. make any moves. Why didn't you sign Korea? Why didn't... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You got to let it play out, bro. You got to let it play out. You know, it's, you know, I mean, the Yankees can come back there too, you know, and start coming back to the pack. But, you know, we're two months in almost, and they're playing. That's why you got to get, you got to give baseball two, three months before you start, you know, destroying people. <laughs> yeah. That's and true. in hockey, uh, I don't want to mention any, you know, people. In hockey, you might want to give them more than two periods before, you know, you start coming before up. Before you start claiming conspiracy wild theories. Wild theories. And yeah. Sydney Crosby theories. It's also it's also going to be a different series because the, the the venom, the venom is not there for Carolina that it is with the Penguins. I, I find them a despicable franchise. It, going back to Lemieux, uh, mm-hmm. I, I cannot stand that arrogant arrogant franchise that they are. But you're right. Probably should have given it more than uh, two periods before I claim that <laughs> the NHL wanted Sidney Crosby to win again. Oh my God! I, I just. I sat back reading Twitter. I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Uh, Brian Fitzgerald kind of answered that one. Uh, Daniel Bolden, Chris, are the Giants going yes. to run a 4-3 or 3-4 defense under Martindale? Is And is Thibodeau going to play with his hand in the dirt or be a stand-up pass rusher? Thank you for your time. Let's yeah. go, Giants. Well, yeah, he'll be both, you know, and it winks base defense is 3-4. 
yeah. which you'll get one play out of the series, and then, you know, and then he throws all different things. So the base <laughs> defense is 3-4. That's what Wink's base defense. Where you're going to see, you know, a lot of Dexter, uh, Justin Ellis and Dexter, you know, maybe over that center, you know. Um, and then you know, that that's his base defense. Always has been. Always had big Brandon Williams in the middle. And then you're going to see uh, Thibodeau doing a lot of different things. Thibodeau? Thibodeau? Am I saying that right? Which one is it? Thibodeau. I, I always say Thibodeau. It's, there's no H, so Thibodeau, right? Right, right. Okay. Um, D-Wells, Tibbs. Z- zero 5 Yeah, Tibbs. They call I'm going to call him Tibbs. Tibbs. Go ahead. Nice. There you go. Is our receiving room better now than in the last few years? Love the Wandale pick. Long term, but are we just one Galladay injury away from unacceptably limited weapon situation for DJ? Uh, I mean, look, there's so I like we said it before, man. There's so many questions at receivers that it could it's feast or famine to me. Like Tony could explode. You saw what Tony can do when he's healthy and engaged. Galladay, they have to get him involved. You know, Robinson. You know, Chris is saying he's very smaller than advertised, but explosive as hell. Shepard's health. It is. Feast or famine for me. I really, I see this either working out beautifully or just, you know, uh, we need a receiver in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of question marks. Even Slayton, right? I mean, it's, it's a. Slayton's it's another a, one. Listen, it's a lot of question marks because Shep's not coming back to what, October. Right. Uh, right. God, it has to rebound, you know. Uh, Wendell's, a, you know, Wandell's a rookie. Uh, then you got Tony, you know, and obviously yeah. Tony, him and Robinson, two explosive guys. And, but we'll see, you know, how it works out. But it, yeah, I, this might be an off season. Like, let's go out and get a true number one, Jerry. You know what I mean? Right. If Galladay doesn't rebound a little bit, and right. a lot of people feel Gall, this is going to be Galladay's last year as a yes. giant, because contract wise, right? Yeah. People feel like that. So um, yeah, a lot of a lot of question marks with the receiver position, man. Oscar Nieves, I'm finally going back to NYC for Memorial Day weekend. What must I go see? Where must I go eat? And what do I need to avoid? I have four full days. Now, Oscar, you're probably going to Manhattan. I don't think you're going to Brooklyn. So, any advice for him, Chris? <laughs> I would avoid. I would. I would avoid like the Empire State Building. And I mean, I know you want to go and see that stuff, but like, that just seems like a tourist trap. Like it's going to be crowded, and you know, I, look, I'll be honest with you. Memorial Day weekend, go go see the 9/11 Memorial. That is awesome. Um, yeah been there a bunch of times it's beautiful it's uh respectful and it's uh even if it's crowded it's wide open you know that's one thing to do as far as eating in manhattan any, any advice chris i don't know man i don't know uh i mean you're the manhattan guy bro more than me i don't i don't know <laughs> there's there's a lot of good steakhouses I, I would go to one of the steakhouses obviously you can go to a capital yeah. grill uh the strip house on it's you in sent the to a strip club <laughs> i thought it was too when someone gave me a gift card there i go what the hell is this <laughs> Uh, no, the strip house. It's awesome. If you want to go take the wife, take her there. Well, I would imagine, Jerry, up at uh, Upper East Side, there's Smith and Walensky still open. There you go. Yes. Are they still open, Jerry? You know more than so. me. Yes. Yes. Now. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Bunch of, like, Lydia's places, too, those Italian restaurants, that lady Lydia. And uh, Italy. That's another one. Italy, right by uh, right by the uh, the 9-11 Memorial. That's an awesome place. By that there guy from on a... On a what is it? Hell's Kitchen. That, not Gordon Ramsay, the other lunatic. Anyway, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I know you. Yeah. There you go, Oscar. I think we gave you a good, uh, a good run there. All right. Oh man. Okay. Let's ask this one. G Romo. 
Jerry and Chris love the coverage, analysis, and honest feedback. I am one of a phasing out breed of diehard Giants fans in Massachusetts. Makes a comment about the Red Sox I won't read. Do you think Martin Dale will use pretty much all 25 guys on defense? <laughs> 25 corners, maybe. Well, he loves versatility, so you're going to see a lot of different guys playing different positions out there. That you will see. <laughs> all right. Dan, Dan Hen. We'll do a few more. Do you see Carter Coughlin? What do you say, about, do you say about the Red Sox, that guy? I just don't want Jared? to pile on. It will be oh, a long, tough year. Oh, no. Oh, okay, okay. He's commiserating. Sorry, Chris. It will be a tough, long year for our Red Sox. All right, so oh. he's a Red Sox oh, fan. he's That's right. Fine. That's yeah, fine. He's right. I'm just, I don't want to pile on with this. That's the way he's looking. He's right. Yeah. Um, here's a good one. Bobby L. at Sports Freak NJ35. Who has a bigger impact in year one, Neil or Thibodeau, and why? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Um, bigger impact? I'm going to go with Thibodeau. I'm going to go Neil. Because oh, of man. one reason. Because of how bad it was. That's why. <laughs> It's not. I mean, look, Neil's good, but and and Thibodeau might be great, but the difference between the Matt Pear, um, you know, Matt Pear and yeah. and and everyone behind him for the and last ten years, yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. To to Neil will be felt, I think, right away. Carrie Feliciano, any chance we can get a buffoon crew? No, you're right about that, Jerry. If Neil comes out of the box playing well, that's going to be felt. Yeah, that impact will be felt. Bro. Yeah, I think it's I only because of how bad it was before. Thibodeau yep. might be awesome, but yeah, you know, that's a good point, bro. Because if he plays solid, all right, that's going to be impact right off the bat. <clears throat> Carrie Feliciano, any chance we can get a buffoon crew tailgate going this year for one of the games? Maybe we'll think about that. Yeah, um, nine home games this year, bro. Yeah, that's right, nine home games. Nine home games. Uh, Lisa, we love you. Chris kind of answered that already with who he thinks. Here we go. Uh, the Godfather of Brooklyn. Now, this is a good I one. I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. All right. So, he's asking two questions. All right. I'll ask both. Who are some players we should keep an eye on who could make the 53 after camp? Is it too early for that, Chris? Mm. Uh, it's Yeah. It's a... Uh... Two guys that, that can make the 53. You know what? What does he mean by undrafted free agents? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, like this, you got to watch this Yusef Corker kid. Yeah. Um, you got to watch the running back. Any of those tight ends that you like? Uh, I, didn't, I can't really tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, That's a good I mean, point. Yeah. I can't really tell yet. Um, well, the one kid is, oh, man, the kid from Nebraska is huge. I mean, he is tall. But in camp, we'll, we'll answer That'll be, uh, we'll get a better feel on that, man. Um, his second question, one through four iconic New York sports moments, right? First one he names, the Mookie dribbler in 86. Uh, he named these. Chris, please, don't. I used to but, love the Godfather, too, man. I used yeah, to love I'm, The Mateau Game 7 winner in 94. Okay. All right. Eli Manning catch in 07. Allen Houston right. shot in 99. So... Al, Alan Houston. So for me, yeah, I'm not gonna go with mm. those oh, first. He wants you to, he wants you to once, rank one through four. One through four. I'll go first. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. So Allen Houston, because that team didn't win a championship, I'm putting that yeah. fourth. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. If I'm being selfish, I'm putting Eli one, and Mookie two, then Mateau. Right. But to be honest, New York wise, Mookie might be one, followed by Eli, then Mateau. 
But for me, it's Eli first, then Mateau. Yeah, see, I'm going to go with the Eli, Jerry, because that was the Super Bowl. Right. You know, and they won yeah, the fair. thing. Yeah, right. That's where I'm no. going to go. I, I'm always fucked. You know, look, I'm always, look, I, I always try to be, you know, up straight, uh, up front, straight and everything. So I'm going to go because that was the Super Bowl. Mookie thing was game six. That's fair. I understand, you know, New York and iconic moments for those buffoon Mets and all that crap. <laughs> Whoever won a damn thing and come close to winning a damn thing since. But, um, uh, and that was game six. And the Mets had to go out and win another one after that, you know. That's so true. I'm going to go with the Eli, bro. Like you all said, right. Allen Houston. And you want to talk about a, a, a Godfather of Brooklyn will remember this well, too. And Jerry, I'm sure you would. Forget about Allen Houston. How about when Larry Johnson hit that yeah. three pointer and got fouled against the yeah. bases that one? <laughs> that was huge. You know? Um, yeah. So Allen Houston, right, Jerry, they didn't win it. They, in spite of Allen hitting that jump, you know, they still wound up not winning the championship that year. So I'll go with Eli because the Super Bowl champion. Another person. And Mattel, wait a minute. You know, Mattel, well, I don't know. That's, like, that's a smaller. That's a smaller fan base, though. It just is. Hockey always yeah, is not. It's pretty iconic. It's a big moment. <laughs> it was, though. I mean, I I, <clears throat> I would put Messier's game maybe even ahead of that one. Barely. They will yeah. win tonight one. Um, I don't, yeah, guys, I, yeah. this, but, but the purpose of this podcast is to not take Chris down a horrific memory lane. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, that's all right. No, no. It's all, it's all part of the gig, man. It's all part of the gig. You know, Mateau, yeah. Listen, Mateau was up there, too, man. I mean. Part of this, I'm actually looking for, not looking forward to, but I know the Yankees will go, they will, ha- they will struggle for a portion of it. And I'm looking, I can't wait to see the tweets going back and forth from you and, and people. I, I just think that's going to be hilarious. Because like, I like both sides of this. You know, There, there oh, will be a time where the Yankees yeah. swoon a bit, and then, they, then the Yankee fans stop talking, and you're like, oh, where's everybody at? Everybody's no, quiet no. now. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's just when you talk crap like Yankee fans talk, you just better win it all. That's well. Here, here's one. Here's you're not another. here to you're not here to win the wild card. You're here to win it all. He, this guy, the Tiz son or Thetis son, I don't know how to pronounce it, sent you a picture of the standings right now and said, "Hadn't heard yes. Chris chirping yes. yeah. Yeah, about yeah, his tomato best yeah. baseball team." Yeah, all the right. one that beat you in the wild card last year. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll do a couple more. Uh, F at Big Blue the Truth. McFadden or Beavers? Who has the best chance to start or more playing time? And what is... Uh, there you go. Too soon? Uh, too soon, bud. Sorry. I, yeah. I couldn't... I'd just be guessing if I gave you an answer. Couldn't tell you yet. Buffoon Blue, I kind of answered yours already. Um, I think I think nine wins is my, my buffoon prediction. <laughs> He's like, take put your buffoon hats on. And if they play up the potential. So that's where I'm at. Um, I will go Joey Z at Molten Center. Chris, have you heard, what have you heard within the building of what the new regime is doing to reduce injuries? Anything? I haven't heard anything about that. It's, you know, I just, I know they, you know, like even guys last year, man, they monitored it. Everything's computerized with these guys, the way, how much yeah. they're running and all that. But I haven't heard anything about it as far as what they're doing drastically different. Yeah. Not yet. They could be. I just haven't heard about it. Yep. Uh, one more. Rob Cosis, big Bolts fan down in Florida. Big what, Jerry? Bolts. Lightning, oh, uh, Tampa. Okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, you talk about a tortured fan base. <laughs> Go ahead. What, Tampa? Toronto, the Leafs. Oh, my God, I know. Who they just beat in game Yeah, seven. no, I was like, wait, the Bolts? Yeah, no, they, they totally. They haven't won Ooh. a series since 2003. Yeah, man, I tell you. Something like that? Life, Ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like hockey capital, no? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. they had got a real good team and they haven't won a damn thing. Not even a series that could they win, you know? The Islander fans love that. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Christie's. Why does everyone make a big deal of strength of schedule? It's a joke. Heard an excited Eagles fan on the radio today. Shake my head. So many other variables can factor during the season. Good luck with the Rangers, Jerry. Go Bolts. Buffoon. Hashtag Buffoon Crew. Yeah, I mean, that's all we have to go by, though, Rob. You know, like, I just kind of made the argument that I think the Giants can get nine wins based on the fact that their schedule's weak. So, it's all we have. You know, they haven't started playing yet, man. I, I get it. And the Eagles, you know what? I hate them. And I use the word hate carefully. Um, but I hate them. They have a reason to be excited because if Jalen Hurts works out, they're going to be a good team. If he doesn't, it's going to be, you know, like every other year outside of 2017 for them. So, Yep. We'll see, man. Well said. We'll see when the schedule, when these teams look like. So, All right, my buddy. Nice job. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, guys. Yep. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, which just mailed out, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. Remember, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody.